What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we are back from a brief hiatus due to the holidays. So obviously it's a crazy schedule with everything going on, but we are back and we're going to get this thing flowing again. So 2018 was a huge year for us. I feel like every year we say this is going to be our best year yet. It's going to be our biggest year yet. And luckily, time after time it is, and it always seems to take one more step forward. So last year... Basically, for the last year and a half, we've been a full-time business. So half of last year and all of this year, SD Evolution has been our full-time gig. It's been our main job, our main source of income, or really our only source of income. And it has evolved over the course of about five years. So we went from being basically a hobby to a part-time gig to a part-time slash full-time gig into a full-time gig. And it's just with the time we put into it and the effort we put into it and that having that evolve over time. It's really taken the growth and really been everything we, we had dreamed it would be coming into 2019. I feel like this past year, though, we have grown more than ever, and that's just simply due to us being able to dedicate more time to the business. We're not working other jobs. We're not distracted with anything else. We have all of our time to focus on the business, so I feel like that was a key factor in how much it's grown over this past year and we actually were able to almost triple our or over triple our income yeah we have basically quadrupled our income it's more it's more than triple so everything that we've put together over the past year and you know applied being full-time has paid off and that's just what happens when you do what you love and you dedicate the time to it whether it's fitness whether it's health whether it's your job, whether it's your passion, you put in the effort and it will pay it'll pay dividends dividends over time. So aside from business things that happened last year, obviously we were able to get pregnant. We've celebrated some other wins in our personal life, like moving into a bigger rental house and just, you know, taking those next steps as a couple, as a family, and as a business. So it's been overall an awesome year full of growth full of change but we are so ready for 2019 and having this baby and just continuing to grow SD Evolution and see where it evolves to next. I think the common theme across everything has just been having a plan so you don't need to know exactly how everything's happening but you can't just want things to happen you have to want them to happen and you have to put implement a plan of action for them to happen so that's really the difference between goals and achievements is, you know, what did you do in between? Did you have a plan? Did you follow through with that plan? Were you consistent with it? And in everything that we've laid out, whether it was business or whether it was our home and just knowing where we want to be and, you know, putting that into effect, that's exactly what we did. And I just want to make something clear, too, is you can spend so much time researching and reading and, you know, learning about what you want to do, but nothing is going to happen or change until you take action on what you've essentially taught yourself. So I know we all get caught up in, you know, reading about the latest diet or teaching ourselves a new tool, whatever it is, you have to put it into action for it to be successful in your life. So just take that little grain of salt as we start off this podcast, but we're going to get deeper into that in just a few minutes. So another underlying theme with everything we just mentioned and a lot of the things that we do is mindset. We want to focus on mindset, positivity, mindfulness. So we're going to go through five things that we do to help with those things. Five things that we do every day or try to do every day to help with those things. 
What's number one? The first one is starting each day with mindfulness. So you probably hear that word so often and you're like, what does mindfulness really mean? It basically is just living in the present moment. So we can get really caught up in living in our past or thinking about the future, but you really just need to be right where you are at this exact moment. And this can look different for everyone and doesn't have to be pure meditation where you're sitting in a quiet room with your legs crossed and breathing deeply. That's one form of it, but it doesn't have to be that way for every single person and it's going to be different for every single person. It can be journaling, it can be reading, it can be light movement, going for a walk or doing some yoga, or just simply being present while eating your breakfast, having no distractions like your phone, the TV, the radio, etc. So find something that you can do to bring yourself into the present moment every morning and not worry about what lies ahead for the day and start your day with a positive note. This helps so much with things like anxiety. I feel like anxiety has been a huge topic this year with a lot of athletes coming out and talking about their mental disorders and just general anxiety that I feel like we all deal with. So myself personally, I had an increase in anxiety probably starting five years ago. Growing up, I wasn't afraid of anything. I'd do anything. I'd go anywhere. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But I got sick about five years ago, and I always called it like this medically induced anxiety. I was always afraid something was going to happen. Not afraid, but... I had anxiety that I was going to have to deal with something if, you know, if my stomach flared up or if I had, I used to have like heart palpitations almost daily felt like I was having a heart attack for at least a couple hours and basically every night before bed. So it's obviously going down from there and my health is back on point, but anxiety hasn't really disappeared completely. It's something that I deal with every single day and, you know, over the course of time it's gotten better, but it's never truly gone. So this past year, mindfulness has been something I've really taken an interest in and really focused on completing for myself every single day. So if you think about anxiety, you're typically never worried or anxious about what's happening right in front of you. You're typically thinking about something that has happened in the past or so, you know, something else that's going to happen in the future. You're never really in the moment thinking, okay, this sucks. I'm afraid of what's going on right this, right at this moment. So by being mindful, by living in the moment, you're not thinking about anything else. You're thinking about what's happening to you right now, not what happened to you in the past, not what's going to happen to you in the future. You're thinking about specifically what's going on in the present moment. So enjoying the time with your friends and your family, just enjoying, you know, snuggling with your dog on the couch. One of my <laughs> my favorite things to do, but just appreciating it, loving it and appreciating each moment and just embracing it as opposed to worrying about what's next or what's happened already. Yeah, I want you guys to take a minute because I obviously said start each day with your mindfulness. So think about what your current morning routine is and an activity that actually helped me the last couple of weeks. And I read this in the book Atomic Habits. I forget who the author is, but I'll link it in the description of this episode for you guys. But basically you list every single thing that you do each morning. So list your morning routine in detail, like wake up, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, drink some water, whatever it looks like for you, list all of those little factors out and then go back and rate each one as either positive, negative, or neutral. So for instance, waking up is something that's neutral. It's just something that you do. It's not positive or negative. Um, And go back and see how many of those things are negative or don't need to happen and then make some changes based off of that. So see where you can add in some mindfulness or see where you can add in a morning walk or whatever it is and just 
assess your morning routine before you start doing any of the things that we talk about today. Number two, get outside. Walking is probably the most underrated activity ever. It's something you can literally do every single day. It doesn't take a lot of effort. You can listen to a podcast, listen to your favorite music, simply just listen to what's going on around you. Getting outside, whether it's just a nature walk or walking down the road, has so many benefits for your mind and your body. It can help you sleep better at night, give you a burst of energy in the middle of the day, or simply be put you in a meditative state. So it really does make you more productive. It gets you moving. It stimulates your mind. All these things happen, or all these things really kind of die down as you sit down, as you're staring at your computer. And getting the blood flowing again, getting the juices going with a good walk can really stimulate that productivity, and it's been proven. Yeah, this was another big one for both of us this past year. I mean, I don't think before this past year we ever went on walks with ourselves. (laughs) Like, we would always be, I don't want to say couch potatoes, but we would always turn to, you know, watching TV or doing something that just came easier than going outside for a walk. So this year, especially with Cal, we wanted to get him into some better shape. Cal is our English bulldog, if you aren't aware of that. The most jacked bulldog you've ever met. (laughs) So we wanted to make sure he stays in good shape so we did we've been doing a lot of walking and it's something that I've started doing by myself too and it's just a great activity to kind of just get clarity on your day and clarity on what's going on in your life and it kind of just gives you that reset so whether you do it in the morning when you first wake up or on your lunch break or maybe when you get home from work it's just it's just so refreshing I can't even explain it and it has obviously health benefits as well. It kind of parallels like a meditative state. So people think that meditation has to be sitting in a room, eyes closed, crisscross applesauce, statue of Buddha next to you. But in reality, meditation can take place anywhere that you can find yourself in the present moment. So if you think about taking a walk, you're being more aware of your surroundings. You're kind of gathering your thoughts a whole lot better and you can just process things a lot smoother. Very similar to what meditation does. So number three is fueling our bodies with foods that make us feel good. And this one might come as a no-brainer to you guys, but it really hits home with us because especially having gone through my first trimester of pregnancy, I would say my food choices weren't exactly the best. I was craving lots of cheese, Pop-Tarts. What else was I craving? Ice cream, just like random things that, you know, weren't really a part of my diet. And it definitely takes a toll on your body and it just I feel so much better when I fuel myself with whole foods lots of veggies um, you know your lean proteins your healthy fats it really makes a difference in how I perform in my job and how I feel throughout my entire day I'm not getting that 2 p.m. crash when I feel like I need to take a nap so number three is definitely fueling our bodies with foods that make you feel good And for us non-pregnant folks, it can be something like just focusing on our macros so intently. So chicken and brown rice, chicken and brown rice, chicken and brown rice, we got to hit our protein, got to get all this up. But we don't really think about the micros. So the things that go into our body that help it just perform better, help it perform more optimally, all of its regular bodily functions. So things like throwing in broccoli with those things or, you know, berries on your pancakes if you love pancakes throwing in asparagus, just getting your bell peppers in, things like that that we focus on less primarily, things that are kind of afterthoughts, but that make us feel better. So obviously eating the right way is really what's changing our body composition, but forgetting the little things, eating the rainbow like they used to say, getting those micronutrients in that actually help us feel good and perform better 
by supplying those vitamins naturally takes things to another level. It helps your body just recover better, reduces inflammation in your body, and just brings up your mood, brings up your energy levels. I remember when I first met Josh and I would go over to his apartment before we lived together. He, Which is about 10 minutes. We didn't live together for about 10 minutes of our entire relationship. <laughs> That's also true. But he would eat literally chicken, rice, oatmeal, I would protein drink, powder. I would drink four cups of oatmeal a day. His egg whites. And I don't think he even bought a vegetable until I started living with him. True or false? Um, no comment. <laughs> so... And at that time, do you think you were in your best shape physically and mentally? No, I was I was strong as an ox, um, but I didn't feel great. This was kind of mid-stomach issues, I guess. So a lot of that played in played a role, but no, I, I was performing well in the gym, but energy throughout the day and just regular function, not feeling great. And now you eat so many fruits and vegetables throughout your day. And I think there's such a huge difference in not only your physical appearance, but mentally too. And you're just in a better mood, I would say. Well, Cal has a lot to do with that. (laughs) Cal definitely has a lot to do with that. But so does the food. Number four, read or learn something new. So this is something I've actually tried to implement. I, I'm guilty as ever is jumping on and jumping off this, this bandwagon. I can't commit to reading a book a month. That's not going to happen. But learning something new every week is pretty realistic. It doesn't have to be anything huge, but just going through scientific articles or you know, following someone else who does this stuff and picking up something from them. I'd like to learn something new every single week. That's a resolution I'd like to follow through with. I definitely love reading. It's something that I do regularly, but the past few months I noticed that my desire to pick up an actual book like in my hands definitely dwindled. So what I did was I downloaded the Audible app, which is basically you can buy books on there and listen to your books. And that's something that I do when I go for my walks or I throw it on when I'm in the shower or just whenever I get a few moments of downtime throughout the day. And that's something that I really have loved this past year. So if you are someone who feels like you don't really have time to pick up a book or you're too tired at night to pick up a book and read, definitely check out Audible or listen to a podcast like this one and, you know, fuel your brain with some new activity and some new information. And this is something where you just have to find something you're really interested in. It doesn't have to necessarily be, oh, this personal growth book or whatever the case is. Find something that interests you that's going to better your life, that's going to improve you in some way, and let that be the something that you read or that you learn. So for myself, I am lucky that I love what I do, and I'm interested in everything that I do, and I'm interested in learning from other people who do the same thing. So someone I've found and started to follow more frequently the past year is Jeff Nippert. He's super smart dude, puts out a lot of easy-to-follow content, very understandable, does a ton of research breaks it down in a simplistic way and he does he has like a bunch of ebooks um focusing on like hypertrophy for biceps or triceps or chest or back so something that i picked up the past couple weeks is just reading through one of those ebooks and learning about the anatomy again and keeping everything fresh and focusing on sets and reps and volume optimal for each muscle group and again i'm a weirdo i love what i do and i i love this stuff but that was something that just kind of keeps things fresh in my mind so as i'm designing new programs and putting new protocol together I'm up to date on the latest research. 
I agree with Josh. I obviously love what I do too. And for years now, I've been reading, you know, I try to get my hands on the latest self-help books or whatever the case may be regarding training and nutrition. But sometimes I feel like I need a break from that too. So I've actually been, you know, gearing myself more towards the fiction books and things that have absolutely nothing to do with our business and nothing to do with what I do on a daily basis. So if you're finding that you want to go a completely different route with that, that's also just a great way to let your mind go elsewhere. And that rolls right into number five. Take time away from your workflow. This was a big one for us because when we started our business, we felt like we had to work 24-7 or else it's not going to grow and flourish. There's no days off, client check-ins literally every single day, Monday through Sunday, creating content every day, and you feel guilty for watching a movie or doing something relaxing when it felt so hard, when you had to be doing something, you could be doing more. So this is something you have to work through. You have to fill your cup before you can give to others, and our business actually grew more when we started working smarter and taking times off for ourselves for vacation or days off or just simply taking the afternoon off to go to a movie and before getting back to work. So we used to have client check-ins literally every day of the week and there was no time limit on when they checked in. They could just check in whenever. So we would start, like I would get emails super early in the morning and then we would be getting check-ins 9, 10 o'clock at night. So that's, answer them. And we'd we would answer them answer because them we would say, you know, same day response with our check-ins. No boundaries. So yeah, there were absolutely no boundaries and that was just a recipe for disaster. So that's something that we changed the changed this year we have designated days where our clients check in and they have to check in by 12 o'clock noon every day so that we can have our personal time as well and it's been working out so much better I feel like I'm so much more organized and can give so much more to our clients because I'm not sitting there waiting all day for their check-in and then I'm exhausted and that was the thing we would have a couple check-ins and then there would be a gap and then a few more would check in so it wasn't like people were checking in late and we were just getting back to them sporadically it was we were literally waiting for everything to matriculate from the time we woke up until well after what should have been time for bed so by setting boundaries by setting certain days by setting a time that allowed us to get through everything and then you can have responses in the same days to those responses it's just made it for a better experience for everybody so they've gotten quicker responses to their responses aside from their check-ins we're able to get through them quicker and have some time for us at the end of the day like we should and it just keeps us thriving keeps us feeling good and allows us to give more to others because we've been able to give more to ourselves so obviously as business owners we have this flexibility but even if you work a typical nine to five job just make sure that you give yourself some me time whether it's before work at night on the weekends maybe you get an hour lunch break and you can go out and do something for you whatever that looks like in your life make sure you have that time for yourself so that you can you know give back to your job your family your clients with more love and with more effort some of our clients literally work 60 to 80 hours a week and they're trying to progress toward their health goals and they don't realize the impact that stress is having not only on their bodies but also their mindset just like your body needs rest days from training, your mind needs rest days from workflow or at least rest periods. So stress is something we're going to dive into a whole lot deeper on another podcast, but it's not just the feeling. Stress has a physical impact on everything that you're trying to do. I remember when we didn't have set boundaries and guidelines for our business, I would just feel overwhelmed all the time and feel like I had so much to do and there was always a YouTube video to be edited or a client email to get back to and 
I would see Josh sitting there watching TV after he would get home from his first job and I would kind of be like annoyed for a second. But then looking back now, I realized I was the one that was really the one suffering. He was doing it the right way. He was taking that time to himself before diving into what we needed to do for the business. So, you know, whether that's watching TV or watching a movie with your spouse or whatever it looks like for you, just make sure you set time to do it. We want to thank you guys for listening again. If you have not subscribed or thrown a rating or given us those five stars, again, we would really appreciate it if you took the time to do so. If you are on social media, you can find us at Josh Skutnik, at Alessandra Skutnik, and at SD Evolution. And then our YouTube is Alessandra and Josh. This is us signing off. Thank you for listening.